And welcome to the Lords of Loud podcast. We're just four guys who enjoy a good debate about music. We thought we'd move our rants and discussions into the podcast era. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords. I'm the Walrus. As always with me, I have Lord Brett. He is the Eggman. Lord Kev, he is the Scotch Eggman. And Lord Al, he's the Eggplant. Welcome back to Lords of Loud, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about the UK versus the US. Controversial. Controversial topic. So this is who wins when it comes to influence on popular music. It's always about output. Don't you find that? So who had the best bands? Who do we need a metric for this? You know, who was the most influential? We're not. We're not. There's no metric. We're just going. You know, who wins? What's your heart tell you? Yeah. What does your heart tell you? And it's easy to, as a British person, it's easy to just go get, you know, what's the word, uh, patriotic, I say. Well, we're part mm-hmm. of the Commonwealth. So, what about you Australians? Do you feel a natural inclination, all, you know, music, music necessity? Are you attached to one or the other? Or are you... Well, for me, it just comes down to sheer weight of, like, if I think about my, if I was to try and outline my top, you know, but do you go 20... In with, do you go in with a favourite before you even... No, well, but I'm just the way I just approach it is like I go, okay, well, what what would be my you know, top twenty artists right. of all time, and and I would find the majority of them, the vast majority, would be UK artists, Scottish or UK. <laughs> <laughs> or is that next week's episode? I think that's right. That's right. Once we get into the British that's invasion, it. it's really what, what's well, the percentage we, of? Yeah, should we just say English and kind of include Scotland as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would advise that. <laughs> Seeing I've got two empty bottles right here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, living up to the stereotype. Well, the classic, you've got to start with the, what they called the English invasion or the British invasion? British, British, British invasion. Yeah. The British yeah. invasion was English bands. That's right. To the, to the most part. Like, mm. that was the 60s, it was the animals, it was... The Beatles, Stones, the Stones. Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they included the Beatles. I mean, they were just... <laughs> fly a couple by of songs, yeah, yeah, fly yeah. by night chances. <laughs> but they do. Um, the Hollies. Them, yeah, bands like that, they mm. were... Um, they were over there and they were challenging and doing something you touched on in a different episodes. Mm. Like the idea that they were presenting, you know, something that was edgy. Yeah, so maybe we, if we... maybe Hard we to could, believe how edgy it was. We could probably, you know, try to break this down into eras. Like, okay, so let's, let's think about it. Okay, yes, you've got those bands we just mentioned, Stones, Beatles, mm. you know, mm. Animals. So who did the... So the counterparts then, you've got Beach Boys, The Birds... Uh, you know, Grateful Dead a little bit later. You'd have to say um, that was an answer to that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that was Jefferson slightly Airplane. different. Like, what are the so the let, let's try try uh, the monkeys? Yeah, yeah, but, but I, won't have, I won't have any monkey <laughs> spanking. <laughs> no, no one, one will spank monkey. the monkey in this no room. <laughs> in apart from the Beach Boys, let's think of bands that were not just in a direct like. You'd have to say that, you know, for the most part, the birds. I mean, obviously, Dylan, it's US. Yeah. But for the most part, things, people like the Jefferson Airplane, the birds, a lot of those 60s bands were in direct response to the British invasion. The initial sort of. Yeah. What if if you go back into the 50s then? Yeah, yeah, was was what the, the birth British, of rock and roll. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the vast. Yeah, the birth and, yeah of you're right. So, with the British sixties, a response to the American, to the fifties, exactly. Because so, then you've got your Chuck Berry's, your Little yeah. Richards, your Elvis, yeah. Bill Haley in the comments. Like all the fifties music came mm. from the US. Yeah, and, and 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 if you look at the Stones, like if their blues influences, 
you know, surely that yeah, that's all blue. That's all American it's blues. It's all American yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and so you, so you can't have one without the other. US, that's right. You have this two US, and but with the US stars. blues, a response to the English <laughs> well, Big no, Bang. I don't think no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. But again, you know, then I don't people, think people in the US would say. Um, sorry, some people in the US would say, well, it's African based. Uh, so, so it was a response even, to Africa. It's not even US, you know. Mm. But anyway, yeah, well, I mean, the birth of rock and roll comes, music. comes mm. out of the US. Comes There's out no, of the US. I think a lot of people would say that, Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't dispute it. That's where it starts. So if you it, think about those three, three or four counter punches, you know, and try and weigh them all up, you've got kind of, you know, and it's, an, it's a massive generalisation, but you've got that sort of rock and roll, birth of rock and roll, Elvis, Chuck Berry, all those kind of huge names mm. influencing UK scene. UK scene becomes trendy and hip. The response is the 60s and that sort of counter-cultural explosion. Mm-hmm. British so invasion. So what happens the next? Respon- well, the response, well, it's, it's that. So you've got, let's, let's then say... You dinosaurs, yeah, 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 but, dinosaurs. Then you have the big yeah, rock and but roll. Let's say, let's say that the British invasion, right? Well, let's just group that as a as the yeah, the bulk of the 60s stuff. Obviously, there was a lot of very good US bands. But let's say the UK wins that, that little portion, <laughs> that British invasion part of it, right? Well, I think the name gives it away. The that, response there's, then, a, there's an acknowledgement that they are being yeah. invaded. Well, the response is then with the US, they come back with the that uh, country alt-rock stuff. So they come back with the Eagles, Flying Burrito Brothers, the Later Birds stuff. The Creedence Clearwater Revival. You know, that sort of, they come back mm. with that sort of, that that, si- that yep. side of things. Yeah. The but UK then comes back with Glam and the sort of Bowie stuff and yep. Mark Boland, that yep. kind of yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got, obviously then you've got your punk, which is coming sort of from both sides. Then you've got your you've got your Ramones and your Patti Smith versus your sort of Sex Pistols and and that side. And that was an interesting one because I think the, the British punk thing was a direct attack on British rock establishment, not mm. against... Not, not, no, no, it wasn't. A, well, I'm not, not saying solely. it was a direct competition between the two countries. Yeah, I'm just you, saying... Yeah, but if you think about it in terms of, a, of you know, who's winning market share, which is kind of what was... I'm just saying they emmerged sort of at the same time. Yeah, one yeah, didn't yeah. necessarily... Later they did, but well, one didn't necessarily... Yeah, I think, I think so, what I'm trying to suggest is that the, the British punks were having a real go mm. at bands like Pink Floyd yeah, and, absolutely. you know, Led Zeppelin, absolutely. and they weren't really that interested in breaking America, although mm. that's what so it was a British invasion of Britain. Aye, <laughs> like it stopped being like so a much. Civil war. The, the, yeah. the, the scope for a band like the Sex Pistols or the Damned wasn't, you know, to try and get into America no. and be a big, you know, behemoth over there. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with the impetus from people like the Stooges and you know Velvet Underground. That's they were trying to create some music, yeah. but they mm. became fairly influential. But they weren't really about touring the UK and mm. winning some sort of mm. market. You know? Was so if you want to, let's talk about the punk scene in the US. Stooges, you know the Ramones and that. It didn't. It didn't appear, and I, I don't have the knowledge. It didn't appear to be such a an attack of the dinosaurs as the British punk scene appeared to be an attack of the British dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. And if that was the, like the the happening scene, like sometime late seventies in the UK, it was separate to American punk in a way. Like so those sort of underground bands, I mean, going back to like MC5 and people like that, mm. they've mm. been doing that stuff. Yeah. Mm. 
just didn't have a nickname, you know, and it was yeah. really about it was Malcolm, what's his face, trying to kind of yeah, yeah, give mark it yeah. and really twist that. Yeah. And he'd heard that sound. Yeah, he knew that there was a there was a market for it, mm. and he just Britished it up. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's so, kind of so, it's kind of like a flip on the original idea. Yeah, He's yeah. taken something directly and going like, oh, we need now some faces and some mouths, and we can, we can. Have a cultural impact, you know. Was, was, it, was there ever a counterpoint to Motown in Britain? Was it sorry though? Was there ever a counterpoint in like, Motown? Point. Yeah, I think <coughs> Motown was. You had your, your white. There was no like direct Dusty Springfield. Mm. Yeah, like those that. guys would cover a lot of that stuff, mm. but I wouldn't say there was a movement that mm. countered that. Mm. They certainly appreciated it, and and all the bands at the time sort of maybe brought in a few elements of that and like mm. there was obvious people like yeah Dusty Springfield and there's a lot of singers who were just straight out mm. you, you know the doing those massive covers of those of those artists. oh absolutely yeah they did a lot massive of Smokey Robinson yeah, fans yeah. and, and you know they even covered a couple of his songs on their earlier albums and stuff like mm. that so um, but I don't know that there was a yeah a direct response movement type thing to that mm. in the UK I can't really think off the top of my head what that might have been but so um, I, so I was I was find it fascinating to think of what's the impact. So <clears throat> birth of rock and roll in the US, okay, that's that's monumental and Elvis and you know and and people like Little Richard and that obviously so influential that kickstarts all these these British bands which then, you know, through the British invasion they uh, internationalise rock and roll. It's no longer this American thing, no no no. It can be anywhere, mm. you know, and you can imagine then um, uh, it, it would have given Australian bands. Mm. Well, you got the Easy Beats. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, wow, okay, all right. Billy Thorpe um, and Aztecs. Everyone, anyone can do this. You don't have to be from America anymore. Well, the other thing is you can actually get hold of the records. And I think that yeah. anecdotally they always talk about how it was the cool folk that were able to get their hands on these American records that got to hear this new sound mm. that yeah. had their and ears opened. And, yeah. you know, people like Jimmy Page and, you know, Jeff Beck and yeah, all that, yeah. they talk about that all the time, like how... Mm. They, 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 there was always someone who had these records and if you knew that guy you could mm. get to hear the record you could yeah, hear yeah. something that's right. really and that different be, that's a major element of it and and that's why in the in the very early sorry in the very late 50s very early 60s those port cities yes. were the big that's where a lot of these explosions happened from like Liverpool because that's where the records sailors were bringing in those records from the US and yeah, things right. like that and that's yeah. where they didn't, didn't get much disseminated from and that yeah. Yeah. so um, but as we go through the 60s and into the 70s that's and, the, and obviously very much so into the 80s that exchange of of those ideas, mm. like the the, free, the ease at which those mm. yeah you, know, you mm. could hear the new sounds much quicker yeah that sure. that really picked up the pace of this sort of interchange of like yeah. co competition and stuff like that. Whereas back in in that very late fifties early early sixties, you had to yeah you had to wait literally you know a month or whatever for the, for a record to come and go. Oh my god, this is what they're doing. Let's do that. And then you know you'd be lucky to get a record contract. Then it'd make its way to the US, and they'd yeah. go, oh, the Beach Boys are here. You know, a, a Beatles record. And go, oh, yeah. what are, you know, and then it'd be, you'd start to get this to and fro. But then, so that 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 exchange of ideas and, and of the actual music is a is mm. a really key to that mm. to this sort of to and fro competition. Thing. Yeah, and it was people actively seeking it out as mm. well. People who yeah. really really wanted to get hold of it. That's you it. know, yeah. and learn how to play it. There's, there's two um, acts that I'll point out that are really interesting and, and almost like anomalies to all of this. Is the one first of, one is one of them fall? No. Nope. <laughs> Um, the first one is Jimi Hendrix, who broke 
through the UK and and, and was mm. promoted through the UK and really hadn't made it anywhere as anything other than a backing musician in the US. But he found his market in the UK to the point where he had to then go and try and be successful in the US. Mm. Then there was Elton John, who just it was a one-man invasion of the US. He just went over there mm. and just tore up the charts album after album and like... You know, I find those those two. That was just genius, though. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But really interesting there. You don't, yeah. can't make it in your own hometown. Well, that's that's the sort of the flip of it all, isn't it? Like yeah. you don't you don't intend to have a sound that works so well in a different culture, <laughs> but there you go. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what yeah. happened yeah. in both of those guys, and you know, like I don't know if the, there's probably other examples, but that was the ones that you know mm. just. I, th- I thought they were kind of funny because it was not too dis- different of a time. Yeah, yeah. Very different type of music. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, well, when we get into the 80s in... Elton John probably sold more records there than other yeah. bands did yeah, or, yeah. you know, mm. countless bands ever tried. Mm. Yeah. So, so when we get into the 80s to, till now, so that's almost... Mm. 40 years mm. so how's it how's it fed this you know, well I think it's funny you pipe up because what yeah. about the metal thing because there wasn't there a, a, a new British metal well movement. there was a new wave of British heavy metal yeah which which, which was, was suddenly became trendy and different yeah. and edgier mm. and the thing and, and inspired the bands like Metallica and people like that yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was it was that that sound that British sound that they they copied mm. and again yeah. it was and but, it was but then after shot. that it's just like well they were reacting against the hair metal, the US style. Well, uh, yeah, but, but but then you look at, like... Well, hair metal was a reaction to the British stuff. Like, the British, yeah. they were doing it on a very serious... And that started with your, your mm. Sabbath on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, you know, your Iron Maiden, that sort of thing. But mm. the hair metal was then a... It was like, well, how do we... Because it was still a very underground. Like, it wasn't a... Not underground, but, like, a, it was an alternate music form like it wasn't on the top 50 you know so this is where the hair metal comes in they go well how do we popularize this you know and that's when you get your you know you're not Def Leppard but like you get your Motley Crue's and your and your you know that sort of poison and those sorts of characters coming in to go well we can do this and we can actually sell records like you know shitload of records in in the and make it under you know like all those bands end up having you know even Guns N' Roses having you know big hits in top 50 top you know so yeah but in it but in terms of like just regular yeah. vanilla heavy metal, <laughs> uh, like like in the like in the, it's all vanilla. It's just vanilla, <laughs> vanilla, vanilla ice is out. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. In the eighties, like apart from Iron Maiden, um, the vast bulk I think was American. Mm. Um, in terms of they, long-lasting it, huge acts. Yeah, but it's funny that the UK sort of kicked it off. Yeah, yeah. But then, then the US went, well, well oh, we yeah. can do this, and then... But it was like total it, domination mm. if you look at other... I don't know whether priest. it's just... Big Priest. Hey, Jesus Priest. What? Um, <laughs> you got beef <laughs> with the Priest? They did, they did huge things in the US. They really did. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but... Um, Especially and, if you play the record by... And, you know, I'll see... <laughs> Aussie, you know, I mean, Metallica got uh, a leg up, you know, on the on the festival circuit by touring with Aussie, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say certainly from the mid '80s until maybe the mid '90s, it was mm, dominated by America. Yeah, yeah, dominated in in an era where it was so easy to get yep. new music. Yeah, 
I, I, may, I wonder whether it was just at that stage, it was just, well, America's got the greater population. Um, and it's got the greater cultural influence well, through movies. Well, it's interesting you say that because, yeah, you're right. There's a massive, massive bigger market over there, but the American market does seem to be uh, influenced by what the British British bands, what, what they put out. Mm. And a lot of American uh, artists will say that they, they look to the, the yeah, UK for, yeah. for what's cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And I don't know how that manages to still happen if it's just a smaller culture or a more contained competitive scene or something like that. But if you think about um, like a lot of those, you know, those influences going across the Atlantic to the US, there's only one band that stuck out and that would be Nirvana because they... Um, cut across that Britpop scene mm-hmm. like and that's yeah. you know, just to bring it on a little bit into the 90s then you know you've got this you know big British scene and everyone's you know go Oasis and Blur and blah blah mm. blah and then mm. all of a sudden you just hear three chords and it's like mm. we're into something else now that's, you know what I mean yeah and that there was a there was a very there was a sort of a low period if you're talking just popular acts if we move away from the sort of the metal and the alternative there was obviously some very good alternate Bands happening in the UK, you know, obviously with like this little alternate, you know, the Smiths uh, and uh, Stone Bowl, Roses yeah. a little bit later, and that sort of thing. The Fall, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there wasn't really, there wasn't really the popular stuff coming out of Britain at the time. Was yeah, 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 Aikman, Stock Aikman, Waterhouse stuff. It was that very like polished pop, but even that wasn't really breaking through into the US. No, no. It took the British in. There was a sort of a, a low period in popular in popular music in the UK in that time, and it took Britpop. That's why it became sort of oh, this Britpop movement because all of a sudden those bands did start to crack. Yeah, crack. And that was marketing. So. You can market these bands yeah. all together, and it can be trendy and be seen as a an easy pickup. I don't think there was a copying scene. There wasn't. It wasn't copying. No, it's like it's almost like um, that was the grunge thing. It just it's like had it found to... its voice again. It's like grunge. Yeah, grunge had obviously been a massive movement. It's like the, the way we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's right. <laughs> it's like what are we? What yeah. are, what do we yeah. do? You know, and yeah. that's why it was yeah. this sort of resurgence of mm. this British sound, and that's why it was such a big thing. Yeah, that, but it was in sort of response to not in direct response, but it was like well, what? It's I think it re- revitalized. Uh, you know, bands to sort of do. Well, what do we do? What are, what's our sound? You know, yeah, have I got my sequence wrong a bit there? I mean, is that was it more of a, a grunge into Britpop? Rather it was than grunge then Britpop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you're right. Before that, there wasn't really a kind of a, a traveling. There was a, yeah. that period in the '80s, certainly the later '80s for Britain. Really, there was nothing coming out as far as big acts, like all the big acts, you know, your Madonnas and your, I mean, Boy George. You there was that, but yeah, you two, yeah, you two. There's outliers yeah. like you two. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. they weren't, you know, part of a scene. Yeah, you know, they were their own thing. Yeah, there wasn't like. You know, a group of bands that you could yep. lump together and say, yeah. "Oh, they were like the U2." You sort of, you sort of superstars like your Springsteen and and Michael Jackson and Madonna. Yeah, most of those guys were sort of 
US-based, mm-hmm. like the big selling sort of acts of that period mm-hmm. was sort of coming from the, That's right. the US. So on balance, like they were definitely, you know, making those making those dollar dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's almost like going back to the the, the Beatles criteria that we've mm-hmm. talked about in a different podcast. Like um, the Americans seem to do the market share thing very well, mm-hmm. and the British seem to do the credibility thing very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And I feel like the Brit, I think I feel like Britain, as soon as Britpop hit in the sort of you know you, you're talking ninety three, ninety four, through ninety five, through the end of the nineties, I, I felt Britain really dominated that end of the nineties period. Mm. There wasn't then, an answer. To a band like Oasis. No, that's no, it. Yes. No. But then you find that back in the early 2000s, you probably think like the US is sort of coming back on top now. And then you're talking like your Destiny Child and your yeah. Britney Spears yeah, and yeah. your then Christina start, Aguilera. A new genre of this new genre of superstars. Yeah. That's right. Who and it's like through. so weird as well that you never noticed that in American sport, if you've got 77 people on an American football team, it's all about the quarterback. Mm. If you've got five guys on a basketball team, it's all about the point guard. Mm. And it's almost like, you know, if you're going to have um, a, a decade of musical artists, you're going to have a Madonna, and it's going to be Beyonce this decade. Mm. So everyone else yeah, can just yeah. F the F yeah. off, right? And it's just a very strange, you know, almost, you need to have royalty, mm. you know. And in, that's the thing, there's not a lot of individual artists come out of the UK. It's usually band-based stuff. I know there's some outliers, like you're up in John's and that, but... Mm. If you think about it, mm. it really is band-based artists, and and it's the reverse. That have that the people that impact. cut across multi across the world from the US tend to be like the big mm. superstars tend mm. to be individuals. Mm. What about Nickelback? <laughs> okay. There's outliers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another podcast. <laughs> that, on average, no, I've done it. It was the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> so what? Yeah, and, and you're right. What's what's really interesting is that again, you go back to the original British invasion, and I think. Um, they did some great things. <laughs> they they axed no, uh, surf rock. They kicked that right in the nuts. Um, girl vocal acts died pretty quickly as well because, but but I think they cemented for such a long time that what what a rock act or what a rock group is, which is guitar based, mm. you know, and a bunch of blokes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they they set that formula, and I wonder if that. If that continues to, you know, somewhere in the back, that's what, what it is. Whereas you think about what, who survived when they came over, and it's Dylan, who's an individual. Yeah. And the whole I, folk scene, uh, yeah. were, you know, other than Peter, Paul and Mary, was really a bunch of individuals I think sitting it, in a cafe. I think, know. I hate to generalise, but I, I do think it's a personality thing. I think it's, a, it's this idea that the US thinks they're the greatest and as an individual, you can take on the world. Whereas I think... The UK and shoot me down, but I think there's this more of a feeling. It's like Australia. It's more like let's do it as a let's do it as a band. Yeah, let's yeah. let's take let's. I don't think there's that confidence to go. No, fuck this. I'm going to be a, a solo artist. Yeah. I'm going to take on the world. Well, I feel like and just going back again. I think it's a personality thing. People attack Bono because yeah, he did right. present himself yeah. as a yeah. spokesperson, and mm. you know that he wanted to use his position to you know make political points yeah. and that type of thing and it's like oh and I think the UK <laughs> yeah. like Australia has this has this tall poppy shot. thing yeah. you know this we have this yeah. tall poppy thing where it's like yeah if someone sticks their neck out like Bono it's like nah cut that bastard down you know mm. whereas the US oh yeah everyone praises anyone who stands up yeah, and yeah. wants to be a solo yeah. and go on their own mm. and conquer well, the world right. it's just a very different right. personality thing it's you know? Bruce Springsteen 
and yeah. East Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. It's not, it's, not, it. it's not just the, the East Street, yeah. It's Whereas the vast yeah. majority of artists coming out of the UK are, are bands, like there's outliers, and same with the US. It's, there's a lot of individuals, even going back to rock and roll, you've got Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Buddy Holly, yeah, yeah. Bill that's Haley, right. and the Comets. Like yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. you know, they're all individuals, Elvis, yeah. you know, yeah. and then yes. later on yeah. we get Madonna and Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. and yeah. all, you know, these people who are all and individuals. And it continues to do, till it's yeah, right? Exactly. Perry, you know, Katy Perry. That's it. When was the last, well, like what was the last major, and, again, and even in modern. Girl bands, Don't make me say Nickelback again. <laughs> Sure, you've got Backstreet Boys. Sure, you've got NSYNC. Oh, he's got them all. You know? right. yeah. But you've got, like, on the UK, again, it's still, like, you've got One Direction, a band. Yeah, you've got, yeah, like, yeah. people, you know, like, All Saints and all this, all these sort of girl group, boy groups, Spice Girls, whatever. They're groups, you know? Yeah. Whereas, and yes, you get the odd one coming out of the US. On and wasn't it the, the sort of boy band, girl band resurgence thing mm. that they did, you know? And, yeah, you touched on it there with the, mm. the All Saints thing and... Um, yeah, it, it it just didn't have a, a massive equivalent, and if it does, it's Destiny's Child. And wait a minute, no, it's Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Some marketing exec just it comes feels along like it's and just goes, a vehicle. We've got our star. To get that, yeah, let's, let's, let's right. simplify things. Let's just cut yeah. the chaff. Um, maybe maybe you make more money mm. when it's Diana Ross and the Supremes. The Supremes get sod all. Diana Ross gets all the money. Possibly. You know? You're going to have to imagine, yeah, it's just a whole lot easier to organise mm. and push. I mean, you're only having to deal with one personality and their hangers on. But essentially, it's just one personality that's like, right, you know, we'll focus all our energies on this one yeah. person, give them all the support that they need, or browbeat them, whatever yeah. they do. Whereas if you've got four individuals who are doing that to each other, and then you've got people trying to, you know, interact yeah. with those four people this is really interesting isn't it because you go back to Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Shuffle Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers so we're acknowledging there's a band mm. which means it's bigger than just one person but yeah. we mm. want to we want to raise one guy if there's and, ever an issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, Tom, yeah. It's, Tom it's Tom Petty, Petty and the new crickets <laughs> <laughs> but that's really interesting to think that they that there are these bands that exist, mm. but they still go yeah yeah. But we need a we need a standout personality. Mm, that's mm. it. And and the and the rest of the guys are interchangeable depending on. It becomes on like the, a marketing move almost. You know, like it's no, it'll con, it'll confuse the people. Need someone to relate to. You know, there's it'll, definitely a British gang mentality in these bands that that there, it's them against the record companies. You know, and that you hear it in the in the interviews that all the time. Mm. So these people always say you just look, we're a gang and you know you can't break us down type of thing like it's got this idea of like uh, a united front against the world mm. and um, if you if you go into an American you know a record, recording meeting or whatever your contract discussion with that philosophy you'll just find yourself replaced <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. is interesting the genres that it happens though because again I say that metal is not my favourite genre Anymore. Yes, it Badge is. Keep anymore. Yes, it anymore. Is. No, that's the thing. You, you could list, you know, 10 current metal bands, and unless they were around in the 90s or 80s, I have no idea. Um, I couldn't. <laughs> but, but it's like very rarely will you see a individual artist in metal. Yeah. Like Ozzy mm -hmm. comes to mind.
that's came because from. You know, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Danzig would be another one. But it's and you'll have you'll definitely have people that are well known within their band, um, because they're the front man or they're yeah. phenomenally like good at what they do. Poison or yeah. you know whatever. But yeah, yeah. But but there's no sort of this is me against the world. Mm. Um, Hip hop. I can't imagine that there's too many, you know, group, collective, whatever. No, hip hop. Like like it's to be. the extreme of it's me and yeah, yeah. you know, to the I point where if you. you even have people on your track, it's like you know, you got to be this featuring, featuring, featuring this, yeah, <laughs> featuring yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, it's like you know. Well, yeah. think of it, Wu Tang Clan and Public Enemy, and there's, of course, you know, there's a few, but generally, but, but they, you know, Beastie Boys. But, but not, I, mean, I guess, like what it used to be. It would be you could, you know, you could list, you could list your, mm. you know, your top, your top Shall five or whatever hip hop artists, mm. and they, and that'd be bands, more more or less. Yeah. Um, whereas these days, I'm not sure you could list your top five and go. That's right. You know, it's more than who, one or two. Who are the more successful? You know. And then you've got to look at, at you know, your Jay-Z and that, that. And you're right, they're all just individuals. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's, again, that's an American thing. I think hip-hop, yeah, does have a singularity because it's easier to have one rapper, right? But um, well, also I think there is a difference. There is a difference between, and it is a generalisation, but there is a difference between that, like, frequency of bands versus mm. individual mm. artists. The individual artist, you know, is a goes to a record company with their manager and they fight their battles. <laughs> it's a different different mentality. Mm. The, the band sticks together or doesn't stick together, but basically, yeah, tries to present this united front and has an ethos within it that is separate to the record company. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, and that's maybe an American versus British cultural difference. Whether it means whether it gets the question answering the question yeah, yeah, about yeah. you know, um, I guess what we're trying to say is you know well, I think yeah who's I mean, had the more impact I think just for yeah. rounding it out with that idea I think we'd have to it's probably a broader discussion to try and work it out but I think just to round this off if you think about your own like I say top twenty artists top mm. ten artists top twenty what percentage of them would be British and what percentage would be US mm, I'd be massively massively almost 18 to 2 yeah yeah on the, on the on, UK on, on side the UK yeah. Stage, yeah. what about you Brett can you think of what um, well Rod Stewart's number one I mean that's just that's right well, he's, 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 he's actually he's actually the top five <laughs> he's still top five um, it may His not hair be, alone it, takes up three spots <laughs> that's right <laughs> Would you say 18 2? Yeah. Wouldn't be 18 2. I'd think I'd probably have more Americans in there. But it would still, I think, be in the favour of. Would you be 50 50? I don't think I'd be 50 50, but it might be 12 8 or something. Because I have some very big US bands that I like. Yep. Like who? Just throw it out there. Just to... Well, Black Crows. Yeah. Yep. A big, big one. You know what I mean? Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan, sure. Yeah. Would be, you know, one of those massive ones where I'd go, yep. you know, if I'm in my top five. Mm. And those guys would be in yep. there. Yeah, I'd be more. I reckon I'd be more fourteen, six, to the UK. I'd find it hard to. I'd put the, I'd put the Beach Boys. I'd put Credence in there. Yeah, Dylan. I thought, I thought you'd have a few more. Yeah, there's probably a couple like Super Tramp. Well, Tramp's a difficult one because it's sort of a sort of a split. But um, sure. yeah, for me, sure. it's certainly definitely dominated by the UK. Yeah. That's probably half and half. It really depends on the genre. 
but you're going to talk about metal again. No, I'm not going to talk about metal. In metal, but if I was going to talk metal, about metal, what is it then? What's the split? Well, for metal, it's it's almost all American. Yeah, right. Um, and you're such a big metal fan that probably means. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like ninety Americans and steel. Anyway. <laughs> right. right. I mean, when I subtract the Swedish death metal out of the. Um, sure. Yeah, no, so, I mean, you know, you've got that, and then you, right, know, you, you look at, and then, and then you look at, you know, sort of your Beatles, Pink Floyd, mm. Queen, uh, that type of stuff, and then... Bowie. Yeah, you know, Bowie, but then you've got, well, the, you know, Neuromantics, so. because that was never really a... So, so a, na- a, a name thing. these non-metal American... People in your that 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 loom large in your Made collection. American, so any, heads. Yeah, pr- pretty much any sort of you know soul. Devo. <laughs> Devo. <laughs> what was the question? Name the non-metal looming okay, large. Okay, so, well, so so in terms of hip hop, would be like Beastie Boys. Okay. Um, not that I listen to a lot of hip hop either, but you know, sort of any. <laughs> well, like wow. I'm, like I'm trying to go through. A very large, diverse collection. So it's, you know, if you if you think of Ice Cube, um, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, um, you know, some Eminem, uh, but I can't think of a single. The more homophobic stuff, probably. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I can't think of any UK really. hip hop artist yeah. that yeah. even comes to mind. Stormzy. Um, hey. <laughs> Who'd you say? Stormzy. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, in terms of rock, it's probably reasonably even yeah, split okay. in some ways, probably a little more to the UK than US, but yeah, anything, so you, know, J- you, you know, James Brown, Are you, 50, 50? Yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. type of stuff. You just, I haven't found it coming from the UK. I'm mm. sure that it's there. It's just perhaps so much easier to find in the US, but any, and it's a very not, broad not many, categorization. If you just many, say any, any black music. I was just saying, not many black funk bands coming yeah, out Yeah, well, the that's, a, that's the thing, like, yeah, just, well, there's certain, there's certain, obviously, there's certain genres like, like funk, you know, that yeah, is do- any, highly dominated by yeah, a certain culture. Any soul so. R&B funk, and I mean yeah. R&B in the yeah, you know, older sense. sense of the word. Yeah. Any of that stuff is going to come from America. So see when I say, like, 19.2. Apart from Joe Cocker, maybe. <laughs> Was I, you know, I was, I was, I was sort of doing all of that in my brain in like two seconds. I just thought, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, you know. Brett asked for I elaboration. Made, I made, I, I made a, an, an approximation. I, I, I said half and half. Brett wanted elaboration. Uh, That's he? what he got. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show him just a tip, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got the whole right. iceberg. So what we can say, more. based on that, we're saying UK wins this round. And, UK and wins I think this is something we should revisit, though, because I think there's lots to talk about. Yeah. There. And maybe we need to, you know, separate genres well, we or could, periods we could do of time. Genre. We could do yeah. it by genre. Well, yeah. We've yeah. had this intro. Absolutely. And we'll give it a score out of 13, just to make the averages <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up there for another episode. And uh, thank you very much again for listening to Lords of Loud. And don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com. 
and also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.